0: 37th Parallel on America's Haunted Highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.
1: buddy, and welcome back to a very spooky episode of Pixelated Paranormal. This is our Halloween 2019 spooktacular. God, that's kitschy. It's awesome. <laughs> right? Deal with it. <laughs> On this episode, we've got monsters, we've got aliens, we've got ghosts, and we've got Twitter posts. And we've got a puppy in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That sounds like it could be a euphemism for something. Yep. Is that like a hemorrhoid joke? (laughs) I just, oh no, that was cats.
2: I was like, evil dead, but no, that was cats. And Cabin in the Woods cats.
1: Well, yeah, this episode, we have just got loads of spooky stories to tell you
2: guys, because (laughs) why not? Because it's Halloween, bitches. That's right. -hmm. Can Can we do an icebreaker question? I got a question for you guys. Yeah, dude, go for it. Sure. Awesome. Best Halloween costume you've ever had in your entire life. Oh, like man. me personally, yes. What would you say? Um,
0: so uh, I I don't know where Dad got it, but when I was a kid, he uh, had this you know mask that he bought for me and Jason. Like at the you know it's like a dollar bin special, mm-hmm. and uh, it it had like the like brown like hair on it but the hair was like all wild and the face was like somebody who was suffering from like radiation sickness so it had like pus and wrinkles and it, it just looked really weird right so as a kid like we played with it but we never dressed up uh for halloween with it but then a couple i don't know maybe like eight nine years ago uh, my stepson was pretty young at the time and uh, I was over at mom and dad's and dad was like, you know, just, you know, take those bag of fucking mask home. Like we're cleaning out the closet, give them to the Goodwill, use them or whatever. So I'm like, so I have this, like I had these bag of masks. Like I had uh, you you remember, uh, what's that dinosaur off Jurassic park that, uh, the spitter? you know, had, yeah, the spitter. Yeah. Like I had that, what? um, I had like a spawn mask, Bro, um, so I had money. all these masks, right? And so my my uh, my stepson was on his way home from school, and I'm like, I'm gonna get this little motherfucker. So I put the mask on, <laughs> and I just hid quietly in his closet, like just waiting, waiting, waiting. And I, I, you know, I heard the front door open. I heard him come in the house. I heard the bedroom door open, and you can hear everybody in the house like, "Hey, where's Preston? Where's Preston?" And he opened his closet door to put the his backpack in, and I had that fucking irradiated mask on. And I was like, and he just dropped the bat, his backpack, like he turned eight shades of white, and he just fucking ran across that house, like Holy shit, screaming dude. bloody that's murder, amazing. crying. And then I walked out <laughs> of the bedroom laughing. He realized it was me, and then the tears turned into laughter. And, you know, I traumatized
1: him for like two seconds. So that's funny.
3: <laughs>
2: that's a great story, dude.
1: Well, you know what? I had a lot of cool ones growing up. Like my mom made me a mummy costume. Um, When I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade and it was like long underwear and then she had long strips of gauze that she aged and then sprayed like that spray, like that brown misty textured spray on it. And she stitched it all on there. So like some of the the gauze was falling off and stuff like that. That's awesome. And uh, it was such a badass costume and she spent so much time on it and it turned out so great. And then, like, the night before the Halloween party at school, I was like, all right, Mom, what kind of mask are we going to make? And she's like, oh, no. Like, we didn't even think about making a mask. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was so bummed out. Like, I didn't have a mask to wear. She's like, all right, let's go to Walmart. Toilet paper that shit. S- yeah. She's like, you can pick one scary mask out that you want to wear. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I bought a scream mask. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so I was I was really proud of that having a scream mask and that shit. So hell yeah, dude. But yeah, Shayla had a really awesome. I gotta find pictures of it. She had a really awesome Edward Scissorhands that she did one year. Um, I think she was out of cosmetology school, but I mean it, it was perfect. She had the white shirt, the suspenders. She teased her hair up real big, did the makeup, and then she had like not quite like kind of like a not quite movie. Quality, but like spirit Halloween quality. Uh, scissor hands, dude. I want to see that. They had like, yeah, I got pictures somewhere. It was badass. Cool. but yeah, yeah. What about you, man?
2: Um, it's kind of the same thing as Preston. Like when I was younger, uh, my dad would like we go to garage sales. That's where I got my love for garage sales at. And I remember going to like garage sales and picking up things throughout the year, knowing mm-hmm. that like I was gonna probably because they would never buy us like a, I'd like go to Walmart and buy a fucking costume. It was unheard of. Um, so yeah. like, I remember I had this like play toy, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, Terminator two, like hand, you know, like when he's like doing the hand, like you, you, <laughs> you put your fingers in each of these plastic things yeah. and you can, mm-hmm. and I thought it was cool. Cause I could like flip off everybody in the Terminator hand so tight. And then, uh, right. so I had that. I got this, uh, Leonardo turtle, uh, like latex mask and I've always had glasses and, in order to wear my glasses in I needed to get venting. So uh-huh, I cut uh-huh. I cut the latex and then kind of like peeled it apart and put this like green mesh in with it and then like stapled it. So it made it look like he had stitches. It was tight or staples. Yeah. And then uh, so I used that. I used a Terminator glove. And then I had um, some kind of video game shirt. I can't remember what it was. It was like just like a fucking mixture of like all the shit that I love. <laughs> like I didn't even give a fuck. It was so cool. But
1: <laughs> you went that year as pop culture. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And now now it's uh, obviously Pennywise, which I hope oh, I get yeah. to dress up tomorrow. I just with it being so fucking cold and wet and I don't want ruin to the, ruin the costume, you know, ruin the suit. Ooh, yeah. Right. So. But it's no it's no problem. I got to dress up for the for the movie. So that was cool for me. It could be a yeah, once a that year. Was thing. Rad.
1: So you're thinking about dressing up then and and doing what like roaming the streets or are you guys going out with Brady's? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go out with
2: Brady and his family. So if we do if we do the um, trick or treating and then then I'll dress up, paint up, and then go out with them and walk with the kids. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Hopefully, make somebody shit their pants <laughs> <laughs> and post about it on Reddit.
1: Let us know. Ew, is that a weird subreddit? Probably. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Well, let's get on with the, the news segment here. Top five signs your house is haunted from yahoo.com. And I haven't read this yet, so we might be in for a treat or some hot garbage. Mm. So, for number one, your belongings move or go missing. Duh. Keys and jewelry. <laughs> Keys and jewelry are easily overlooked when people are tired or in a rush. But if an item moves locations behind your back, Hmm, or right in front of you, and you know for certain where you left it, you might have a ghost or a spiritual trickster. Hmm. Number two, a child in the house seems to have identified a spirit. Kids are creative, but if a child in your home appears to be communicating with someone and you've ruled out an imaginary friend, a ghost may be trying to connect Experts say young children are susceptible to the spiritual because of their anything-is-possible mindset. When a child is involved in an investigation, paranormal partners team up with psychic mediums and they're able to predict the past, the present, and the future. Also tap into the lives of those that have deceased and communicate with... Oh, shit, with the deceased. Wow. Way to go, Yahoo. Same word twice in one
2: sentence. Have you you guys ever (laughs) uh, met a, like not gone to like a, I know Preston's went to a show before, right? Like, have you ever met somebody like naturally not going to their business? That's immediate, like a, a gifted person with that. Yeah. Like just out, like out in public, like, Oh yeah, I've, I'm kind of sensitive and like Uh, a friend through a friend. Cool. I just didn't know if that was like a common thing. I know Pressing's a lot of gypsies, so <laughs>
1: you do go to a lot of psychic fairs. Yeah, he does. And there's a lot do. of gypsies
2: there, man. So <laughs> watch your wallets. A lot of carny folks. Yeah, yeah. Smell um, like cabbage.
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 I have not met anybody like that because whenever, like, I've gone on ghost tours in the public before, and like you've had your lead investigators doing their thing. And then you've always got somebody in the group who's like, oh, I felt something. I felt a spirit. They're here. Yeah. And every time I just have to stifle my laughs and I just roll my eyes because I don't know. My thing is like if you're a psychic medium and you're just boasting about it, it just seems like a little bit ironic.
2: Yeah. You know? I see what you're saying. you, ha-
1: Yeah. If you have that power or that gift full on, maybe you'd probably want to keep that a secret or else you're going to have all your friends banging down your door for lottery numbers and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. No, no, I have not, but I do want to go to a psychic fair with Preston sometime. Yeah, I'd go. That'd be interesting. I tell you what, you can pay my way in, and that way I don't embarrass you.
0: Yeah, it's only five bucks, so I mean, I I can handle. I can I can handle that. But five dollar? Wait,
2: hold on, hold on. First off, this shit ain't free. You got to pay to get in this motherfucker.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got you got to pay to get in, but like five bucks is worth it because like you know there's like uh, I got a, a past life um uh like reading with the tarot cards done that was I I think fairly accurate. And then Yeah, because uh, that's like 20, that,
2: 25 bucks
0: at a normal oh, yeah, no, she, tarot reader. She only charged the, the lady only charged like ten bucks and uh, like you know she you know does yeah, a card. She
1: saw you coming a mile away.
0: And then there's like this guy there that has like this <laughs> uh looks like a chiropractor bed, like an adjustment bed, but then he's got this weird contraption like this arm that goes over that And that arm has like these giant Christmas lights and they're colored according to the chakra and he'll cleanse your chakras and you can have like this light bath treatment. It's really crazy. I didn't do it, but I'm just like, I I would probably fork over some dough to have one of you motherfuckers do it
2: though. Okay. Can, can we do that? But when we go there and you do all this, like get your cards read, do that little device you were just talking about, but can you be on shrooms or acid? Yeah, I don't see why That'd not. That'd be
1: insane. <laughs> I mean, you could do whatever you want, I think, technically. Check this out. That
2: sounds It'd be, okay. it'd be terrifying. Check <laughs> this out. What happened? Like, you were like, oh, yeah, she saw you coming a mile away, right? I just, So I just picture Preston walking down this convention floor, and he like looks, and he sees like a sign that says tarot reading, and his fucking eyes light up, and she's like, he's fucking done. Like, <laughs> he, like a tractor beam. Not
1: because she's psychic, but she just sees that you're a fool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it it was the uh, it was the crystal necklace that I was wearing. That's what really gave it away. Like this motherfucker. Oh, really? Because <laughs> the
1: crystal on your necklace is the size of a fucking Geo Metro. Yeah, it's, it's so godly. Do, do you wear strange. that every day?
0: Uh no, not every day. Just on special occasions, you know. So
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> it's like his bolo tie. Oh, we break it out every yeah, once in a while, pretty much. But,
0: you know what? I'll wear it just for you, Steve. I'll wear it during the stream. Yeah. I'll bring bring it that next positive week, yeah. bring that
2: positive energy around, dude. Yeah. When I was in Eureka Springs, I went into a couple of them stores just to kind of like you know check out. I, I think yeah. it's pretty rocks, you know, whatever. And then uh, I also wanted to hear conversations, and I heard yeah. some conversations. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. It, it, I mean, if people are into that, that's cool. Like yeah, I'm not poo pooing on people's crystals and
1: stuff like that. I'm poo pooing on the people that just go buy a bunch of quartz and then sell it to.
2: Yeah, that's the other thing I was I was wondering because I was like I was in there and I went to several like two I think I went to three stopping to three of them because I like looking at rocks and they're pretty, and um, I was like okay. So are all these being bought by the same people through like maybe like China or some shit? Like you know what I'm saying that they're yeah, just making I mean, up a store. Yeah, that's so like I don't. That's know.
1: my thing is there's off there's an awful lot of energy cleansing crystals out there in the world, and is that just because they're in their nature, uh, cleansing, yeah. or are they special? Do they have to be blessed by like uh, blessed by like, like you Gelfling?
0: the you the user have to do all that yourself? So you're basically buying like oh. a a
1: microwave a, dinner.
0: Well, yeah, but think of it as like a blank USB stick, and then like you're imprinting information on it. So I already have mine. Like I, I I spent years, you know, like a year and a half, two years meditating with it and programming it, so that like when I die, like somebody gets it, like they're gonna have like an Obi Wan Kenobi holocron. Like,
2: (laughs) all right, I'm done. I'm fucking done. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I was like really into it. I was really (laughs) into it for for a minute. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like he's. Put a lot of effort into this, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking will it to somebody, and they're gonna have a fucking, yeah. they're gonna have, you're my only hope, Preston. Please don't vape on yep. me. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's
1: just a hologram of Preston vaping.
0: Yeah, so there, I mean, there's so there's people out there who take it like dead serious, and then there's me who's like, fuck it, I'm gonna fuck with somebody. No, so you fucking a-
1: meditated with the crystal for a year and a half. <laughs> you take this shit serious, yeah. too
2: just on the off oh chance that it works great. somebody's uh-huh. somebody's uh-huh. gonna
0: be fucked for years yeah and we yeah, do apologize to the anybody out there that does take
2: Christiolo- <laughs> is how do you say it what is it Christiology is that what it's called yeah sure know. why not uh, anybody takes that stuff like to heart and serious like we're just we're just playing we're not
1: well I mean like so nobody. I always I'm a very hopeful skeptic on all this kind of stuff and especially when it comes to crystals and chakras and all that I feel like If you buy a crystal, and you sit there, and you put it in the sunlight, and you charge it, and you put positive energy into it, and then you get up the next morning with a pep in your step, and everything goes right for you, then if it's either A, pure crystal energy, or B, pure placebo, that crystal worked for you. Yep, same thing with my anxiety med. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, knows we if want it works to or say not, that, sure. It could be. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It, it works. If if taking something or doing something makes you feel better and makes you better mentally, physically, spir- uh, spiritually, then it
2: works. That's what Preston so tells then... himself every night when he goes to bed. <laughs> Tucks little crystal into his own little pillow. Is that, is that what he calls his penis? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww. Hello, little one. <laughs> his <Yeah>. Little crystal. <laughs> No,
1: but seriously, like and that we can have a whole episode about this to bring it back around. Maybe that itself is the magic of a crystal. And maybe I'm the asshole here who's making fun of it. In reality, that's how the magic of a crystal works and chakra and all that. Putting positive energy into the ether therefore brings you back, you know, positive energy. And it makes uh, sense. You experience you experience
2: that every time you go to like a live show or a live concert. So many people enjoying one thing and you get that euphoria high so
1: yeah i mean that kind of energy is real i hate sports like i don't sports at all me either but i love to go to live sports
2: me too yep a live college
1: football game is a lot of fun because i mean again the amount of energy in that air is almost electrifying because for once it's a group of people from all different backgrounds creeds religions political beliefs just putting everything aside for one minute just to have one common goal so, yeah. But, yeah, no, wear your crystals. Preston, meditate yeah. with your crystal. Do that kind of stuff. If it helps you and you think it works, then just keep on doing that shit. Yeah. Just I maybe mean- beware of the carny folks who are just selling you like fool's gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, thought you I were mean, the,
0: say something else. No, no. no I, mean, I mean, for the most part, they're relatively cheap. So it's like you know, you buy a couple crystals for like five or six bucks, and then on the off chance that you can program it uh, to store like information and things like that, somewhere down the road, somebody's going to pick up that crystal and be like, "What the fuck was wrong with this guy?" Yeah. I'm when
1: Preston's crystal gets found, it's going to be like someone getting their dad's first cell phone. It's just a bunch of ugly selfies, like up their nose and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of that weird noise that someone just made... Oh, that was my candle. Number Number guys. Oh, <laughs> number three on the list. If you hear unidentifiable noises, you may have a ghost. Ghosts that bang and clang about are usually known as poltergeists. These loud spirits who tap, knock, or slam doors get their name from Germany. According to the Merriam-Webster, the verb polterm is to knock, and geist is German for spirit. The name literally translates into The Knocking Spirit. is
2: says... Isn't that what you had up in your attic? <sighs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. <laughs> because the real thing that was haunting my house is much more embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but hey, hold on to that thought, Steve. That'll come back around. Not my dog snoring and making me think my house is haunted for a week, but (laughs) no, something else like that. (laughs) And okay, so maybe you're not hearing knocking. Maybe you're smelling unexplainable bad odors. According to the hensman, the specialist here, dark entities, those that are negative or demonic in nature, emit a foul odor similar to sulfur or eggs or meat rotting. If you could rule out stinky trash or medical conditions such as phantasm- <laughs> phantasmia, which causes a person to smell burning or chemical scents, a decaying scent could signify an evil presence. And lastly, a previous death occurred in the home. Well, no shit, someone dies in the house, so you got about a 75-25 chance of having a ghost. <laughs> Good job, Yahoo. <laughs> Bunch of Yahoo's. Well, okay, let's get into it, guys. We want spooky stories this Halloween, so let's put aside all the jokes and all the one-liners for a second here. Let's get into some spooky shit. Who wants to go first? Preston, you go first, dude. So,
0: this first story is called The Puppy in the Basement, and this is from Reddit's super creepy thread. Mommy told me never to go into the basement, but I wanted to see what was making the noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy. I wanted to see the puppy. So I opened the basement door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see the puppy. And then mommy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mommy had never yelled at me before and it made me sad. And I cried. Then mommy told me never to go into the basement again. She gave me a cookie and that made me feel better. (laughs) So I didn't ask her. uh, So I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy or why he had no hands or feet. Da da da.
1: Spooky Halloween. Uh, yeah,
0: so I'm going to apologize in advance cuz I'm pretty sure all these the rest of these stories are bullshit. But Oh, you think that one's open. real though?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Second story. This crystal told him nunchucks. Oh, yeah. So, Michelle Young had a strange experience with her 2-year-old daughter and this was submitted to Movie Pilot. When my daughter was two, I found her twirling paper towel tubes tied with twine in the air. I asked her what she was doing. She said that she was practicing her nunjucks. I was very confused as she had no way of knowing what they were. I asked her what she meant and she said that Adam had told her how to make them and showed her the right way to use them. She went on to say that Adam told her to practice because she may need to know how to defend herself someday. I freaked out but asked her what Adam looked like. She said he was tall, blonde, and had blue eyes. She said, Mommy, you know him. You know uh, you know that he died of a headache. I had to leave the room. You see, four months before she was born, my tall, blonde, blue-eyed martial arts pro friend had died of a brain aneurysm at the age of 27. She had not spoken of him since that day, so I'm not sure if I scared her with my reaction or that she had completed her lessons.
2: <laughs> That's pretty tight.
1: Aww. That one's cute. Yeah, yeah. I should laugh. It's cute. Why was,
2: was that number pilot? That's weird.
0: Yeah. So, number three, also from Reddit, there's someone under the bed. Sometimes the very short ghost stories are the best, and this tells from Reddit. Uh, t- this story or uh, of a father putting his young son to bed. I began tucking him into bed, and he tells me, "Daddy, check for monsters under my bed." I looked underneath for amusement and see him, another him. Under the bed, staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody on my bed.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Damn.
0: Damn. Yeah. All right. Another Reddit story called The Chair. When my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived on for uh, for a while in a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard, but our favorite thing was the ghost. We called her mother because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some morning, Betsy and I would wake up and each of our nightstands, we'd find a cup that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left them there, worried that we might get thirsty during the night. She just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishing was an antique wooden chair, which we kept against the back of the wall of the living room. Whenever we were preoccupied watching TV or playing a game, mother would inch the chair forward across the room towards us. Sometimes she managed to move it all the way to the center of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we'd moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the farmhouse original occupant, a widow. She murdered her two children by giving them each a cup of poisoned milk before bed she then hung herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse living room with a woman's body hanging from a beam. Beneath her, knocked over was the old wooden chair placed exactly in the center of the room. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. And then um this one's kind of lame so we'll skip over that. So the last part of the article um just talks about like little one-liners that gave them the creeps. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read these one-liners, and you guys can tell me A, uh, you know, get the fuck out, or B, ain't nothing but a chicken wing. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Mummy, the man at the top of the shares says you should leave. Nah, no, we're good. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Okay. <laughs> or is that to get the fuck out?
3: <laughs> God. Get
0: the fuck out. I woke up to hear knocking on glass. At first, I thought it was the window until I heard it come from the mirror again. Mm.
2: So wait, he's in, he's in the mirror? Inside the mirror?
0: No, he's heard knocking that woke him up and he thought it was coming from the window. Like somebody's outside the window like, knock, mm-hmm. let me in. Oh, but, it's from the mirror. but it's the fucking mirror that somebody's on the inside knocking to try to get out. Dope. That's shit. I get out. Yeah, Yeah, get out. There's nothing like the laughter of a baby unless it's 1 a.m. and you're home alone and you don't have a baby.
1: (laughs) Those are my favorite ones. Oh, I don't know. Get the fuck out.
0: Yeah, I'd probably get the fuck out. That ain't nothing but a chicken wing.
1: Nothing but a fucking ghost. (laughs) You got ghosts in your blood.
2: All right, Steve, it's all on you. I'm done. Sweet. Let me get to this... uh got that thing. I was, I was sucking on a Jolly Rancher Gross. All right, here we go. This is from Reddit paranormal. It's called silent. No more. This is the first time I'm putting my paranormal experience to text. The following story took place while I attended an all male military boarding school in 2004 at age 14. <laughs> my parents sent me to a military school in Virginia for bad behavior. You bad boy. <laughs> Cadets stayed at the school throughout the school year, except for a few weekend and holiday holiday leaves. The school opened in 1898. Many buildings on the campus have been around for over 100 years, like the barracks I slept in through several. though several buildings throughout the years had burned down like once such occurrence when an accidental fire burnt down the Delta Company barracks in 1924. The academic building was built around 1915. It was two stories tall, with the second floor being full of classrooms. But my experience took place on the first floor, which featured a handful of offices for faculty officers, a computer lab and a large room that had two large swinging doors that opened into a study hall meant to accommodate roughly 75 students at any given time. One aspect of my new life as a cadet was called guard duty. Every day, three cadets were randomly selected to be on guard duty. Guards had to wake up an hour earlier than everyone else at 5 a.m. You'd wake up, get dressed in uniform, and meet the other two guards at the academic, academia hall. Once the guards got to the building, blah, 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 you would them the first phone first floor hallway and take calls from when who happened to call in. I'd begin, I had been at the boarding school for a few months when I was assigned to my first guard duty. The next morning, I woke up early and got dressed as quietly as possible to avoid waking my roommate. It was pouring outside, so I put on my rain jacket on top of my uniform and walked through the dark to the academic building. Usually, guards would meet up outside the building, but since it was raining hard, I decided to go inside by myself. I waited inside the dark building for the other guards to show up. After about 10 minutes, I started to get worried because they still had not shown up, and I was concerned that a facility officer... might come early and see that i had not done my job so i walked up the stairs and checked every classroom and the creepy bathroom that looked like it hadn't been updated since the 1940s nothing was out of place so i made my way downstairs to check the offices study hall and other rooms i thoroughly opened every door and walked through every room once again nothing was out of place and no one was inside everything seemed good in order in the dark building so i sat down in the hallway next to the phone after a few minutes i felt the weirdest sensation the building had begun to shake softly I could feel the vibrations in my body and I could see the small table next to me shake ever so much. I sat there completely frightened by whatever was occurring in front of my eyes. The rumbling abruptly stopped a few moments later and I took a big sigh of relief. But then I started hearing noises from the study hall room, the doors to which were only 10 feet in front of me. I started off barely legible or it started off barely legible and I couldn't tell what I was hearing from the room. Though it seemed like it was getting louder, and soon I started to hear what sounded like whispering. It kept getting louder and louder until I could hear what sounded like dozens and dozens of voices inside the rooms. After the few moments, I could hear what they were saying, but it was as if my conversations were taking place all at once and a chaotic sense. I could hear laughter and comments like, pass me the answers to the math homework. This was, a room, <laughs> this was a room that I had just been in a short while ago, and there was no other entrance into it other than the swinging doors I was sitting near. It had been completely empty short of the desks and other items throughout the room, but now I was hearing what I could describe as a full room full of voices. I sat there paralyzed with fear while hearing all this. Then I began to also hear a tapping noise coming from the room. It sounded almost as if someone was hitting a ruler against the desk. The tapping sound began to move around the room, and the other voices continued. Suddenly, the tapping stopped, but but that was so much worse. I heard someone scream, Sit down and shut up! It's study time! It was incredibly (laughs) loud and unmistakable like an instructor was in there screaming at a room full of cadets. As soon as whomever or whatever finished screaming, the study hall fell completely silent. I sat in my chair, wanting to bolt out of the building, but I was too scared to move. "'Plus, I'd have to pass by a doorway "'to the study hall to get out of the building. "'My heart was pounding in my chest "'and I was breathing incredibly hard. "'I was terrified that whatever in that room "'would realize I was there. "'Then the building softly began to shake again, "'almost as if another was taking place "'to come in, as whatever was taking place "'was coming to an end. "'As a few minutes passed, "'as I sat there in the chair in silence, "'I couldn't hear anything more "'coming from the study hall.' and began to feel slightly better about circumstances, though. I still had not built up the nerves to make a run for it, but then the building started to shake again, and I could hear the ruler tapping noise start up again in the room. This time was clear that it was making its way to the door that led to me. It was moving fast and growing louder. I'd almost, it had almost gotten to the swinging doors. I sprang up without thinking. My survival instincts kicked in, and I sprinted out, the door, or out of the building as fast as I have ever run before. Now outside, I made my way through the dark back to the barracks, just as I was getting near the barracks, one of the guards was sleepily waking or wa- sleepily walking out of the barracks. The other students were at were all still fast asleep. I calmed my nerves and walked up to him. He hadn't seen me running in the rain, and for some reason, I didn't tell him what I experienced. I walked with him back to the academic building as he explained how he had overslept. We walked inside and he had he had he made a bee line to the study hall room, opened the swinging doors, walked in, and tossed his backpack onto the assigned desk. I followed him inside apprehensively. The room was still empty
1: Damn Pretty crazy What the fudge Yeah And you said that was from Reddit as well? Yeah Wow
2: That that Tremors thing's weird Like the shaking
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah That's really That's
2: like some vibration shit Yeah, I don't know That's hella, hella crazy though
1: Yeah, no doubt And that's where it stops right there then? Yeah, yep I want to know more yeah <laughs> you know
2: shit man. yeah it's like it's just crazy that like because he didn't want to make a fool of himself and tell the other cadet that like hey what happened that cadet didn't know anything different so he just walked in the study hall put his fucking bag down and he's like oh shit and like he's like what am I gonna do not go in there
3: <laughs>
1: right Ugh. I ain't no punk yeah god interesting and where did that take place at did you say
2: um Vir- Virginia Virginia Military school yeah, in Virginia. Virginia. That's what I thought yep, you said. Virginia
1: yep. always has the best experiences. Shit. Okay, well, let me, let me jump in then. <laughs> right? Well, let me jump in then on your toes there, and I'm going to do a couple of Reddit stories that I, I'm sorry, not Reddit, Twitter stories that I picked up today. And I was uh, searching just for weird stories and happened upon a ton of people posting hashtag scary stories. Ooh. So the first story here comes from Trick or Yeet. What the fuck does yeet mean? I don't know. It sounds like something you do to somebody's butt. Mm. hmm Okay. <laughs> so Trick or Yeet says, <laughs> her at is here for the booze, B-O-O-O-S. People are telling hashtag scary stories, so here's mine. The house I grew up in was super haunted. One ghost for sure, but maybe two. I'll explain later. It was a two-family built in the 1900s. We lived on top, an old family friend lived on bottom. She lived there her whole life. The story from my mother is that the woman's father had died in the house, in his room, on the first floor. He told her that he'd always been there, he'd always be there, that he was never leaving her. I'm pretty confident he was my main ghost. The energy in the house wasn't usually malicious, but it was always scary, because I was young and I didn't get it. I would see shadows and things that would move in and move out, but only a few times did I feel like I was actually being threatened by something I couldn't see. I developed this idea of a bad ghost that lived in the unfinished part of the attic. It smelled bad up there, and I saw shadows in the corners. I also was never allowed into that part because it was unfinished. My mother and I would go, sorry, my mother and I would get stomach aches up there. I didn't know if one event was caused by one ghost or another, but I did know what I saw. I didn't know if one event was caused by one ghost over another, but I did know I saw and heard things. And some things were accompanied by a feeling, a bad feeling. I would feel like someone was angrily staring at me and sometimes it took books off my shelf. We lived there for ten years. When we moved out, I stood in the kitchen and said goodbye to my ghost, and I said if it ever wanted to show itself to me, now was the time. Then I saw a very clear black shadow in the shape of a man appear outside my bedroom and then walk away. I still dream about that place. It happens a lot, actually. One time I dreamt I was in the apartment, and I had to leave, but I couldn't. I turned to run, but I slipped and fell. When I looked up, two men were staring down at me. One man had khakis on with a button-up shirt, the other a suit and tie and a fedora. He had black eyes. I genuinely woke up screaming. Were those my two ghosts? Instead of saying goodbye, did they come with me? I used to sleepwalk every night in that place. I still do. I still dream of that apartment and sometimes of those men.
3: Ooh.
1: Shit. Yeah, that's one pretty good. Now, this next one I didn't read, so this one's going to be a blind story. So hopefully, guys, it pans out to be pretty good. This comes from Bree, at Pacey Witter. Let me tell you my own personal horror story that happened to me at my old house in San Jose. Hashtag scary stories. I was home alone one night watching Buffy on my computer in the kitchen when I heard the front door handle jingle and then someone slamming the door. I had roommates who were at work and I always lock the door when I'm home alone, so I thought it might be them. So I got up and I went to the front door and opened it, calling for my roommate, but then nobody answered. I had my phone in my hand and it started ringing. I answered it and it was my roommate telling me she had just gotten off work and was on her way home. It hit me in an instant. Whoever had just tried to come in through the front door was not someone who lived here. Right then, the door handle of my garage door jingled. It was also locked. And someone slammed into that one hard with their hand. Instantly, I freaked out and told my roommate, who was still on the phone, that someone was trying to break in. I relocked the front door and ran to my room and hid under the bed while they called the police. I lived in a really affluent, quiet area of San Jose, so six cop cars and a helicopter came. (laughs) They slowly creeped up into the back gate and then saw... Sorry. They slowly creeped to the back gate and then when they saw the side door into my garage was open, all the cops raised their guns and slowly made their way closer. Someone had broken into the door, but after they made sure nobody was in the garage, we took count of everything, and nothing was taken. They had only wanted to get inside. Fast forward a week later. Right next to my front door was a window that looked out into my front yard. I was walking past it, and a man was standing on the sidewalk at the end of my lawn. As I was looking at him, his eyes shifted to mine, and then he gave me The creepiest smile. I'll never get that smile out of my mind for as long as I live. It turned my head I turned my head and I screamed for Eric. But by the time he got to the window, the man was gone. About a week and a half later, I was back at home by myself, freaking out. Trying to calm myself down, I started watching a nice TV show on my computer in the kitchen again. I thought I heard the creaking of the back gate, so I was watching something. But I was watching something so I dismissed it. It's nighttime now and I had a wall of sliding glass doors next to me and the bright kitchen light on and reflecting. So I couldn't see anything in the backyard. I got a weird sensation, all the hairs on my arms and neck raised up, and I paused what I was doing and sat in silence. And then somebody, multiple someones, I'll never know, started banging on the sliding glass door running all around my deck, slamming the windows in the living room. It never ended. I swallowed my scream, grabbed my keys and my wallet, and ran as fast as I could to my car. And I drove off. We moved shortly afterwards. But what always gets me is that prior to all of this, about a year or so, I started seeing a brown van parked across the street from my house. I lived in a very small, quiet suburb, and I knew all of my neighbors. So, I knew none of them owned that van. One day, I was driving to my boyfriend's dad's house when I got into the car, and the brown van started to follow me. I've been followed in a car before, so I know that you're supposed to I know what you're supposed to do, but I thought I'd lost them when I parked my car at my boyfriend's house and got out. The van then drove past me, and the guy in the passenger' seat looked at me in the eyes, made a gun with his fingers, and pretended to shoot me. He looked an awful lot like that guy standing outside my house, smiling that day on my lawn. And that's it. Fuck that. Yeah. That's what I really appreciated about these stories, is I was waiting for ghost stories, but they weren't all ghost stories. (laughs) Now, I've got one more here from Twitter, and this one was actually trending on the news page. So let me get this one loaded up. And I'll, I'll read this one to you guys. Alright. Grady Hendrix, at Grady underscore Hendrix, said, Everyone's telling their scary stories for Halloween, so I'll talk about something that happened to me when I was a kid. Because, hey, trauma never gets old. Hashtag scary stories. When I turned nine, I realized I could sneak downstairs after everyone was asleep, and eat anything I wanted to in the fridge. No one ever noticed. I could make a peanut butter, cheese whiz, and mayonnaise sandwich. I could eat leftover pizza, scrape the icing off of birthday cakes. As long as I was careful, I could do anything. But creeping down was the hardest part. I had to navigate the pitch-dark house all the way downstairs in total darkness like a tiny ninja. One night in May of 1981... We ordered from Fish and Shrimp House. I waited until everybody was asleep, and I crept downstairs to eat the leftover sweet and sour pork. It took forever. I finally stepped into the total dark den, and I let my guard down. All of a sudden, I heard a fork click on the counter, and I froze. The microwave clock light showed the outline of a man sitting at our kitchen counter. Hell he couldn't no. see me. <laughs> what? Hell no. Right. He couldn't see me, but I saw him, a skinny guy eating our leftovers and drinking milk out of the milk carton. I can't explain how terrifying it is for someone else to be in your house. I slowly backed away, crept upstairs, and woke up my mom and dad. They made too much noise and took way too long, and by the time they got downstairs, the kitchen was empty. Now everybody said I'd read too many horror comics, so they blew off what I had to say. But no way was I going to pour milk on my cereal. I started tracking the position of everything in the kitchen. One day the paper napkin holder was on the wrong side of the counter. Another day a mug was in the sink that was not there the night before. My bedroom door didn't lock, so I kept a steak knife under my pillow. I must have stabbed myself in the hand over a thousand times just to check to make sure it was still there. Then later in August, I was in my room, reading, when I looked up. There's an AC vent over my bed, and behind the vent, there was a pair of eyes watching me. I freaked, and I raised hell until my parents searched our attic, the crawl spaces, and even under the house. But nothing. I wasn't very popular for a few days after that. The last week of August, our house started to smell. One night, rice fell out of the vent over my bed. Maggots. The AC people said something had probably crawled into our vents and died. Turns out what had crawled into our vents and died was that guy. We lived in an old house lots of space in between the walls, and big air ducts. He'd been living in them since at least May. He'd put a foam pad beside my bedroom vent so he could comfortably lay down while he watched me. The police said he also made lots of, quote, drawings, but when I asked, they pretended they hadn't seen anything. Nobody ever identified him, and he was buried as a John Doe. To this day... I still can't look inside the vents at houses, but sometimes when I'm at someone else's house, I'll smell a little BO coming from the central air conditioning, and I'll wonder who's living back in their ducts, who's living in the dark.
2: Holy shit! People <laughs> under the stairs, shit, man.
1: I know. They all know, man. Something. Nothing really creeps me out besides, you know, the, the idea of aliens. And that demon sit room challenge I did, or that demon room sit challenge I did, except for people living in my fucking house that's not me or my wife. The idea of that just really creeps me the fuck out, man. And you always read those articles and hear those stories, you know, on rancor and stuff about people living in attics and whatnot, and ugh, it's creepy as shit. What do you guys, what do you do if you find somebody like that? Because, you know, Steve, like you said earlier, I thought for a fraction of a second I had somebody in my attic um, whenever I thought I was hearing someone knocking around on the walls and shit, but it just ended up being my dog snoring. But what do you guys do if you ever find somebody? Well, What, what would you do?
0: I don't know. Get down, uh, get down my 9mm, uh, put a round in it, and bang, bang, baby. Yeah.
2: I'd just be like... Uh, there's not really much food here to eat, so like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you want to play some Xbox? Yeah,
1: uh, it would be really, yeah, really fucking know. weird, though. Yeah, I mean, like, do you just charge them? That's always my thought. Like, when I sit in the living room and play Xbox at night with you guys, um, on the same wall my TV hangs on is the doorway that goes to the kitchen, and then perpendicular to that door. Is the uh, the door frame that goes down to the laundry room, which also has a door coming in from the garage, and also the back door from the backyard. Mm-hmm. And there's times playing Xbox where I swear I see a little movement, and you know it's just you know my eyes playing tricks on me. But I always wonder what I would do if I'm sitting there and all of a sudden someone just walks in the fucking back of the house. Yep. Uh, I think I would probably say, guys, call the cops, and then I would just take my, my headset off. I would leave it on so you guys could hear me, but I think I would just run full throttle at that person just knock them down Ugh, I mean, fucking creepy shit yeah,
2: creepy ass shit
1: <laughs> all right well guys I said we had some alien stories to talk about but I think we're gonna wait and chat about those next time because Preston's got another great saga for us to begin and I think it'd be better to kind of wait and save these for that episode yeah or those episodes who knows but this time we do promise we will start episode one and the next episode after that will be episode two. No more of this long. I love alien shit, so I'm down. Oh yeah. Cool. All right. Well guys, um, you got anything you want to plug before we jump out of here and finish our, uh, our Halloween? For sure. What?
0: Steve, you go.
2: Let's go. November 5th (laughs) to Tuesday into November 6th. Which is a Wednesday, of course. <laughs> 12 p.m. Central Time uh, to 12 p.m. the next day. We're gonna be playing video games for 24 hours straight. Uh, not everybody doing 24 hours straight. I think a couple people are gonna try. Some of you guys are yeah. pussies. Yeah. Uh,
0: I gotta recharge my crystals. Yeah, so
2: yeah. I'll be I'm all about. I, I, it's not good for my. It's not good for my blood pressure or my diabetes if I stay up that long. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, we're going to be playing video games. We're going to be raising money again. Uh, we've been plastering Facebook with, with the links. You can donate to any one of yes. us. It doesn't need to be each person. doesn't need to be anybody specifically. It all goes towards our team effort. Uh, and it's going to be a blast. We're going to be playing games such as Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th, probably a little Overwatch, um, some single-player.
1: Classic Super Nintendo. Yeah, so. like,
2: uh, yeah I'm going to have like a retro s- system set up to where We hit a button and it just randomizes a system and then we go into that system and then we just hit X and it's going to randomize a game and load a random game for us. So we're going to be playing just random shit, making fun of it. It's going to be cool. Pretty excited for
1: it. it. It's going to be really great. And so that is our third annual Pixelated for a Purpose Mm -hmm. fundraiser we do with Extra Life. And I'd like to, first of all, say congrats to all, you know, all you guys uh, right now helping us by donating. We've already raised nine hundred and ten dollars. And that is unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, that's as of midnight on October 30th.
2: So that's crazy. We've never gotten donations before the day of. I don't think. Yeah. I don't I'd never. I know I didn't.
1: No, I only I only received mine the day of. So it's it's fantastic. We're very humbled, very appreciative for all of our friends, family, and listeners who have donated thus far. Um, please don't be annoyed, but we will be plastering Instagram and Facebook and Twitter with those links just to see how much we can get yeah. brought in this year. 100% of the money goes straight to those CMN hospitals in our actual community. Yep. So the money stays local. So that's going to be the best part there. So And the
2: best way to find the streams, um, we're going to be streaming it from our personal pages. So we'll do our best to at least post a couple because Facebook makes you uh, reauthorize the video after four hours. So it can't just be like a 24 hour thing. So we have to refresh the stream every four hours. So sometimes we forget to go in there and share that to like pixelated paranormal page. So get on pixelated paranormal. You'll see at least one or two of them or a link to say like, Hey, go to this person's page and they're going to be streaming. So I know for sure mine will always be streaming. And I think Corey's is too. But we're gonna have camera. We're gonna have cameras set up, and then so like Preston can get on his phone, Brady can get his, Sean can get on his phone, and we can share each other's, each other's feed whenever we're not doing it. And there'll be a time when we're like in a big open setting, uh, where we're gonna play party games. It'll just be running on probably probably Corey's page. Yeah. So there's gonna be multiple ways to watch it, and we really hope that you stop by and give us some love. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. Just say what's up, especially in those long hours, you mm-hmm. know, after midnight when the the real gauntlet sets in. Cause last year, uh Corey and I stayed up until about seven AM and we had to both take about a thirty minute power nap. Yeah. This year gloves are off, baby. And you know what's really naps.
2: popping now? What's really popping now, if anybody wants to My get us gloss. some some DoorDash. Oh. Or Grubhub, we'll take <laughs> that too. True.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. That's funny. It's fucking funny. Knowing your luck, you'd be asleep when that shit happened.
2: Uh, wake me up. <laughs> uh, no,
1: just up. Fuck your diabetes. Put your diabetes on hold for September's one day.
2: over, dude. Wake me up, dude. Fuck that shit. I want some fucking food.
0: So I was going to ask, uh, have you guys done the 31 days of October um, at all? Have you watched any horror movies? Because I actually finished my 31 day challenge early oh, with some bonus rounds. Wow. No,
1: I don't think I did a full 31 days, unfortunately. That uh, that art portrait project I do every year just took all of my time. You know? I did watch quite a few uh, in the background. I watched uh, shit. You know what I really did? Is I watched Never Sleep Again, the Nightmare yeah. in Elm Street uh, yeah. documentary. So what good. is that, Steve? Like four, four hours, hour yeah,
2: close to four hours. And
1: then, uh, yeah, Camp uh, the Crystal Lake memoirs, which is like a six-hour documentary on all the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, and also uh, I believe it's called From Hell in, <clears throat> From Helen Back, um, the Kane Hodder. Documentary about Kane Hodder. So I didn't watch a ton of horror movies, but I watched about 13 hours of documentaries. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah. <laughs> While I was drawing all this stuff and finishing my Horror Fest poster, and then uh, Steve and I did we did watch Horror Fest. Yeah, yeah shit, 12 movies. Yep. Yeah. So that God, was, it was
2: awesome, so man. much fucking it. fun.
1: God, it was. Yeah, I saw some really good stuff. Yep, we really did. So yeah, so
0: let me go into my list real quick. So I have. Uh, into the Tall Grass, phenomenal. That was good. Uh, I watched It Chapter 1 with the kids. Um, Addie Got Scared. I did Insidious, Insidious 2, Insidious The Last Key, Spear, 30 Days of Night, 13 Ghosts, Blair Witch, Cabin in the Woods, which is a must, mm-hmm. yeah. Hellraiser Bloodlines, Joyride, Scream, Scream 3, Hellraiser 3, Dracula 2000, An American Haunting, Hatred, which is a really good Netflix one, the Conjuring, The New Poltergeist, The Apostle, As Above, So Below, Krampus, Jeepers Creepers, Jeepers Creepers 3, which is Terrible. bullshit, yeah. <laughs> Eli, which is on Netflix, which is really yeah. good, Hunting Grounds, which is free right now on Voodoo, which is a really bad Bigfoot horror. Just don't watch it. <laughs> Fright Night, uh, the 2015-17 one remake, which it, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one. The Frighteners. I got that out yeah. on sale on Vudu. Oh, ch- one check of the best. Out. Dope. Yeah. The Runes, which is actually on uh, free right now on Voodoo. The what? The I, Runes? The Runes.
1: Okay, you sound like you said The Runs, and I'm like, that is a The horror. Run. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a Truly Nightmare on terrifying. Elm
0: Street, the, the remake, the 2015-2016 one. Ah. Tales from the Dark Side, which, mm-hmm. again, is a golden oldie. And The convent, which is uh, I got picked that up on voodoo for like uh, you know, four bucks. So, all in all, I went through uh, 33 movies uh, for the month of Halloween. Awesome, dude! Fudge. Good job, wow, yeah, dude.
1: hell yeah, that is uh, yeah. that is nothing to shake a stick at, man. Yeah, we uh, and listen, go
0: ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just gonna move on to my next thing. So, you oh, go, okay, sweetie. Cool.
1: I was gonna say, we uh, at Horror Fest, we watched Poltergeist Christine. Maximum Overdrive, uh, Lost Boys. Oh, what else, Steve? Humanoids
2: from the Deep... Piranha. Piranha. The Fog. Deep Red. Prin- uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness.
1: Yes, Candyman.
2: Candyman. And then the double feature of um, Life Force and Near Dark.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, you <laughs> do very good movies.
2: And also, Leif Yonker's Darkness. Darkness
1: yep. Which was just fan flipping. So so it's so
2: it's so fun. Like, yeah, if you guys I mean, we have some local listeners, but like I wish more people went out. I mean, people did more people did go out and support. What am I talking about? We had like this is the most this is the biggest turnout we've ever had. And it was like, how many shows sold out? Six, six shows sold out. Previous record was what uh, three or two.
1: Yeah, only three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty fantastic, and then solid. I mean, impressive turnouts for the ones yeah. that didn't. And it's sell Mondays out, and it Tuesdays
2: get... nights, so like that business doesn't get much business. So it's like a win-win for everybody. Yep. And it's yep. so fun and yep, good.
1: And hey, Wichita listeners or listeners who are in the Wichita, Kansas area this weekend, um, Friday night they are showing the original Night of the Living Dead. At the drive-in. So that is something you guys should definitely, definitely check out if you can. That would be a lot of fun for you guys to check that out. I'm sure it's going to be a great time. And what a great movie to watch at the drive-in. Yeah. And they're going to follow it up with The Last Man on Earth, a Vincent Price flick. So definitely worthwhile. So cool. All right, Presto, do the thing. Hey,
0: listen, guys. If you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard... Whose aroma will mask the smell of your dead rotting corpse in somebody's vent. <laughs> check out big and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and get that uh, that promo code to use it on scents like Bay Rum Classic Mint Citrus Dundee Cedar Fresh. Uh you know I just ran out of my all-time favorite Bay rum and I'm kind of crying on on the inside a little bit but I got my backup sweet tobacco so nobody's going to smell me rotten away. So <laughs> guys like go, go check out Dubs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Awesome.
0: Hell yeah. Did you drop the promo code? I did. And one more time, PXLPARA for 20% off your order, guys. And Shit, there
2: could yeah. be a possibility we haven't asked him yet. At least I know I didn't. Maybe you did. Uh, they might. He might do another giveaway for our live stream, which would be pretty cool. We're gonna be having some giveaways for during that time. Just a little random odds and ends, nothing special, but um, just to thank you for and to the people that are donating, It's be pretty cool. Oh yeah. So you might be able to get some wanna... sweet beard balm.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! And I want to give a huge shout out right now to Sean and Jen of Gunslinger Soap, and a uh, big weekend coming up for them. So congrats. Uh... You know, enjoy the weekend. You guys deserve it. And we can't wait to see pictures uh, after it's all over with.
2: Hell yeah. Oh, that's that concert. No, no, no. No, no, no. They're getting married. That's right. And then, but Dobbs was the one that got the concert hookup. Cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dobbs, man. He got the real hookup, man. That was pretty awesome shit yeah um all right cool well guys check out raw i'm sorry check out mark's solo cast pixelated sausage check out attack the backlog be sure to check out the patreon we don't have any rewards up there yet um we're thinking about some 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 really cool incentives that would still make sure that everybody gets access to all of our shows maybe some other other production type stuff Mm -hmm. people might help out with still ironing that out but uh there's that, and then be sure, guys. Next month we'll have a date ironed out here pretty quick, but we'll have the first episode of Thirteen Nightmares podcast. It's
2: gonna be tight. I'm pretty excited. And a quick about
1: disclaimer: it. the podcast won't be like that roundtable we had last episode. That was just kind of a fun intro. The actual podcast will be the same production of you know three of us in you know very quiet areas recording yep. like this. But we will do a couple roundtables here and there with Preston and and hopefully uh, John and Leslie. Have us back to do some of that stuff too. So
2: hell yeah. I'm excited. Cool. All right.
1: All right. Well, anything else, guys? Ready? Yeah, check out Sports
0: Cars <laughs> Unleashed, where if you're not first, you're last, which is Sean's ultimate race car podcast that yes. he never listens to.
1: Yeah, and check out how you just spike the audio levels just now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit out there and those of us that love to talk about it and
0: stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway and hug your crystals
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the cast of pixelated paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode pixelated paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical the strange the unknown tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and
3: the strange.